Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World podcast. Today, we're going to talk about branding and how it relates to both customer and employee experience. Branding can be a lot of things to your audiences. It's not only how you communicate visually and through words with your customers and employees, but it also encapsulates your mission and values. These values are increasingly important to both consumers and employees, as there is an increasing amount of choices available. A key differentiator for many is the experience they have with your brand, whether that's the customer experience or the employee experience. How experience and branding ties together can have critical impacts on the business. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Franz Mayhew, Global Marketing Director at Kimberly Clark and a pioneer in employer branding. First, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do at Kimberly Clark? Yeah, hi, Craig. Um, yeah, I'm the Marketing Director in HR, the Global Marketing Director, and my responsibility is the employer brand for Kimberly Clark. And that is well, as well the brand for our employees as well as externally for potential candidates. Uh, we have over 40,000 people working for us and we attract about four to 5,000 new people to our organization every year globally. So it's very important for us that we have a clear brand and a clear culture for our employees and potential uh, new employees to our company. And my job has been to set that strategy. Uh, what are we as an employer? and also then executed uh, throughout the world, uh, working closely with our uh, recruiting partners, uh, attracting the right talent to our company. Well, let's start by talking about the connection between branding, marketing, and customer experience. So how would you define a, a great customer experience and what is a brand's role in it? Well, I, I think a great customer experience is an experience that delights a customer, not just meet their expectations, but it should exceed their expectations or actually like even things they, they might not expect and say, wow, that was a great experience. And um, I think nowadays this is as important as any other marketing uh, things you do. And it should really be part of the whole marketing journey is what is the experience of your customer um, throughout the process. And we look at it the same way for our, our employees and for new employees or candidates. What's their experience with Kimberly Clark and how can we make it the best experience from the first touch point throughout their, um, their contact with, uh, with Kimberly Clark? And you've done a lot of great work in employer branding. So how about uh, for the audience, can you explain the difference between a corporate brand and an employer brand? Yeah, that's actually very simple. Um, a corporate brand is really, it's like, who is Kimberly Clark and why should I buy products from them? An employer brand is, who is Kimberly Clark and why should I work for them or why should I stay working for them? So it's a matter a difference between buying from Kimberly Clark versus working for Kimberly Clark. But a lot of the same values are true, uh, um, whether it's an employer brand or a corporate brand. Great. And so at, at Cor uh, Kimberly Clark, sounds like you created its first employer brand ever. So could you talk a little bit about 
you know, how that, what that process was like and, you know, how you also incorporated, you know, customer experience tied those things together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, actually I was hired, uh, I was working, I was leading a global marketing and communications uh, function for one of our business units and they tapped me on the shoulder because they felt like we do need to do the same things for our employer brand as how we treat our brands like Huckies and Kleenex. It's the same methodology and we need to bring that over to, HR and and apply those those same marketing methodologies to the employer brand. So uh, when I started this function, we did not have an employer brand. We did not have a EVP or employee value proposition, which is very similar to what is your employer brand. Uh, so we did the same thing uh, you do on a consumer a regular consumer brand. You look at uh, consumer insights. In this, in this case, we did research with our current employees. We did research with external people, external candidates, and we defined what is the Kimberly Clark brand? What are our values? And then also we looked at what is aspirational, where we are not yet, but where we like to be as a brand. And we use those insights to to develop a brand and then also reframe the brand from a employee perspective. And, and I think that's where really the customer experience comes into play. So we didn't, we did not use HR talk, but we actually used employee language. So really look at it from the experience. It was really the, the UX factor that we added to it. And let me give you just an example. So all the things that we offer to employees and new employees, we put it in a so-called people philosophy wheel and instead of using traditional hr corporate jargon we made them very friendly for our employees and potential employees so we talk for example when you do onboarding and people come on uh, onto the company new we call that welcome uh, all the things we do to help people uh, think about their career and career movements uh, like individual development plans, um, new new opportunities uh, to move jobs. We call that dream. Uh, when we talk about learning and development, we don't call it learning and development. We put it in a bucket that's called grow. How can you grow your development? How can you grow top talent? Uh, when we talk about performance management and, and the values we have, we do not call it performance management, but we call it win. So what are the things that make us a winning company? What are the targets that we have as a company and how you as an employee can be part of that winning culture? And when we talk about compensation and recognition, we call it celebrate. Uh, when we talk about uh, all the work-life balance um, areas that we provide as a company, like um, fitness classes, uh, days off, working from home, safety, which is very important in our plans. We call it live well. And then we are very strong in terms of giving back to the community and also in terms of sustainability. And we call that give back. So we have a people wheel that talks about welcome, dream, grow, win, celebrate, live well, and give back. That talks about those same things, but puts it in the perspective of an employee or potential employee. And so that's just an example of how we reframed all the things we offer in a, in a more friendly uh, format um, to our employees. Uh, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, so uh, I, I've heard a recent statistic that... Um, says uh, this one was about Starbucks in particular, but, you know, saying that a lot of the consumer support for, um, you know, that company is based on how people perceive how they treat their employees. Um, what do you see as, I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of great work. There's a lot of thought that 
that really went into the the employee experience and the employee brand. Um, how do you see that connection between, um, uh, you know, do you see that as a strong connection between how customers perceive your brand and and is that a is that part of the value proposition of of really creating that that great uh, employee brand? Yes, and and there, there there are definitely a couple of touch points that that you look at as a business, right? Like how it's so valuable. So, a if your employees um, perceive a consistent culture and live it, and that's this not something you can't. Uh, create artificial people really have to be authentic um, but when customers see that and that it is authentic and that's also consistent throughout their touch point with your company uh, for example with us uh, when they talk to our sales reps uh, or when they're on the line uh, with customer service or just how we treat returns um, it's very important that that's consistent so that's one thing it's like what is this company doing? Also, what what are we doing from a sustainability perspective? Like, how are we trying to uh, to be uh, a better steward of the planet? That's very important for our uh, our consumers. Now, another thing, uh, touch point that's important is, is they also. Um, our employees are one of our biggest referrers of open jobs. So, if there's an open job, if they refer a friend or family to this job. That's very powerful. So it means that we actually get better talent because they have already done their own screening. And uh, we re- uh, rely on referrals from our employees. Uh, it's about uh, about 30% of um, of our incoming talent. So, um, so it's important from that perspective. And, and I want to give you one more example of why employer branding is important um, for the company also. Uh, we touch about 2 million people uh, candidates each year between over a half million people going to our career site. We have uh, over 700,000 people following us on LinkedIn, close to a half million on Glassdoor. So these are all people that are candidate potential employees that are touching us even before they apply, right? So there's uh, 2 million people. And then when they apply, we have about 200,000 people globally that apply for jobs. And only of those 200,000 people, only 5,000 people will get a job. The other 195,000 people don't get a job. But we want to treat them the same no matter they, whether they get a job or not. Because they will, also, they will also buy our products. They might go back the next day when they didn't get that job. They might be in the market for Kleenex, for Huckies, or for some, or Depends, for any of our products. And we want to make sure that they feel good about, about our company, even if they didn't get the job. So we do a lot of things to make sure that that's correct. Since we, uh, we've, we've looked at our, our revenues and we've seen that if we negatively affect the perception of a um, candidate and it affects their uh, consumer behavior, their buying behavior of all our products, uh, that's a lifetime value of um, about $30,000. So per per person that's not um, in a job, it's, it's very important that you know, we believe that they, they leave it a good experience. And But we also believe from it from a uh, cultural uh, perspective. So we always like to do the right thing. So we like to treat people the right way. People show an interest in your product and you do the same thing for consumer brands, right? Even if they might not buy you or you want to make sure that their their um, uh, their interaction with your brand is positive. Um, so, so we have an, a lifetime value of if you look at thirty thousand people, and if we can affect their behavior better, you know, improve it by five percent, we put actually a three hundred million dollar um, price tag on that over their lifetime. So, 
it's from a business perspective, it's very important that we do this right. And it's important for every company. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really interesting statistic. I mean, certainly, you know, I've heard a lot about, you know, the cost of employee turnover is, you know, any, anything up to, you know, 30% and sometimes even a little bit more of someone's salary. But, you know, that's a really interesting way of looking at things of, the lifetime value of a consumer, particular for particularly for the more you know consumer-facing brands. So that's really a really interesting way of, of looking at things. So you and, know, and this, then, yeah, yeah. And correct. So just sorry to interrupt you, but, oh, but sure. you're yeah, you I think you're touching another great point. Is like we can do a great job in recruiting new people, but if we can do a better job in making sure that our employees are happy working for Kimberly Clark or for any organization. That's the best things. And if we have satisfied employees that are doing a great job, we want to keep them. We don't want to lose them. And and again, that's why the internal branding is so important too, that our employees see that we are doing the right things. And especially when we now look at centennials and millennials, it's like it's very important that they feel good about the company. Also what we do in terms of sustainability and community involvement. And, um, uh, so we want to make, that's why the internal part of employer branding is just as important as the external part, trying to recruit new people. Since um, I would rather keep all my good people and not lose them to uh, to the competition. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a big cost if, you know, when we have to fill new jobs. Absolutely. Sorry about that. I just I just <laughs> wanted to add it to it. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I definitely this is a. There's there's a lot of focus on you know employee branding, employee experience. Certainly, you know my firm Cravity, you know we do a lot of work in the space, and you know we even started out in the customer experience space. And you know because of the demand in an employee experience, we really um, we're putting a sharp focus on that. Do you see this as something that is, you know, is this a product of um, you know, unemployment being, you know, low right now, do you see this, do you see this focus on employee experience going away? You know, is this a fad or do you think it's going to continue, um, even if the economy changes or or things like that? Uh, Well, it's, it's definitely got, um, more attention since there's such a war for talent. Um, and you know, in general, the unemployment rate for professionals with a degree is, you know, is 2% or less now, I believe. And then, uh, and then when you look at certain areas like engineering and IT um, professionals, it is a real war for talent. So we do a lot of things actually specifically for those areas where when we uh, opened a new center in Poland uh, for IT and the same in Bangalore, India, uh, we do completely customized marketing campaigns, branding and attracting people. So uh, there's, a, there's a very sharp pinpointed focus too. Um, and we, and I think it will continue. And I, I think... Um, People are understanding the value of uh, retaining employees and um, and also the, the cost if you are too slow in filling jobs. So even if the um, the war for talent becomes less in the future when there are more people available on the job market, um, I, I think it will continue because if you can do a better job in branding, then you can fill open positions quicker. And when you fill an open position in your company, you can do your business right, right? So it, there's a huge cost in in having open positions um, that you cannot fill. Uh, so uh, from a business perspective, it's, ju- it's just the right thing to do. I think it was just a forgotten uh, part of um, 
you know, of, of, of uh, human resources, frankly speaking, and it's now being fixed. And you see in a lot of companies, they are hiring people from with, an, with a true marketing background to help them with employer branding. Yeah, and that, that leads me to the, the next question is, you know, I, I've seen certainly, I mean, I come from a, a mix of backgrounds, but um, certainly I come from a marketing background, um, you know, several other people I know that are in, you know, first they got their, you know, their feet wet with customer experience um, came from this marketing background, as opposed to things that may be more um, traditional, like customer service or, or, or other things. It really seems like, you know, in, in talking here um, too, you know, employer branding, employee experience, customer experience and marketing, all of these things, not only do they require, you know, experience requires a lot of other skills as well, but it also, it definitely requires a, a communication um, and an empathy, I think, that, that a lot of communicators need to have to be successful. Do you see... Um, you know, as, as kind of the customer experience profession grows and, and employee experience grows as well, do you see the, the shift from, you know, marketers um, changing careers continuing to grow? Or where, where do you think the, the talent is going gonna, is gonna to be coming from as, as, you know, these are not brand new professions, but they're, you know, they're, they're, relatively, they're relatively new. Yes. And um, so when I started this role at Kimberly-Clark, there were maybe companies hired five, you know, to ten percent of their employee brand uh, advocates or leaders came from marketing, and I would say now it's about sixty percent. Uh, there's companies that are smaller that cannot afford a dedicated team of uh, employer marketers, and they often they, you know, they will do consulting work. They will hire people to help them with it. Uh, so, so people are solving that 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 need in different ways, um, which is you know. But it's definitely it will continue. Uh, you will see more and more marketers uh, doing employer branding, and it's it's a great it's it's a fantastic um, uh, marketing position because if you really love your company it's a great thing to be able to sell and market your company every day and and that's that's one thing that i always advise people like don't do it for something you don't feel good about it you've got to have a passion and if you don't have a passion that's which is the same for product marketing if you don't have a passion for your brands and products um you're not going to be that successful yeah yeah so why do you, why do you think um why do you think a lot of companies struggle to provide great experience, whether it's customer or employee? You know, what are some of the hurdles that get in the way? Yeah, uh, I think um, they don't look at it from a customer or employee perspective. That's not their first perspective. And um, and so it sometimes comes as an afterthought. Um, we, uh, we map out a customer experience for uh, all our consumer brands as well as for our employee brands. So, for example, on Huckies, we look at a potential customer even before uh, before the you know the the mother is pregnant. So, when they start thinking about having a baby, it's like, um, how can we touch them? When they know they're going to have a baby, we help them with with devices to like you know. Uh, tools to like come up with baby names. Uh, we help them with planning uh, the baby shower. So we're try- trying to touch that um, that consumer even before they need our products. And then of course throughout the process, um, we help them with our product. But hopefully they uh, and we do a lot of this now digital. Um, um, you know, we we start building a consumer experience and relationship. 
um, throughout the process. And that's really, and that's that's why you really have to get into the skin of the consumer to understand that. Uh, we do the same from an uh, employee. Uh, uh, branding perspective uh, or potential for candidate experience. Um, we recently looked at that experience and, and what we found out is that we did not, uh, um, we, we had improvement areas for timely communication with potential candidates. Uh, we also discovered or we knew that the, the day of interview is a very important. It's not just a, it's, it's a very emotional day for that candidate also. So we looked at things, what can we improve to make that, that day that they come into your office and or when they're on a video and doing interviews to make that as, as positive as possible. And then just simple things and following up with our candidates as quickly as possible and in, in a very professional way and consistently. And when we fix things in the candidate experience, it's actually, um, uh, we, we do an annual research um, uh, survey. And we actually re uh, recently won a so-called Candy Award. And that's uh, that's all about the candidate experience. So we won a candidate experience award among all the all companies here in, in uh, this was in North America. But it was based on looking at those touch points where we can make a difference and improvements. And we we uh, you know, really make, made those improvements. Um, um, so, so it's a process. It's uh, uh, to look at the uh, customer experience. Um. Yeah. What are what are some of the internal hurdles? I mean, you know, from a. I mean, I always, uh, you know, working with organizations, it's, um, you know, when you do just marketing, you're working with a marketing team. If you're working on only technology, you know, generally you're working with IT or something like that. Experience is one of those things that it seems to touch a lot of departments, divisions, so on and so forth, and internally, how do you kind of get around, you know, nobody owns the entire, you know, every single touch point or every single part of the touch point in, in experience. How do you get around some of those organizational, let's call them silos? Yeah, that's, um, so I, I think, and, and that starts really um, at the top. Um, when we did our work, uh, we did a tremendous uh, amount of work and in terms of stakeholder management. So we we made sure that the business, not just HR and not just our HR leaders, but our business unit leaders, our general managers bought into the, the concept also, that they bought into what our people strategy is, that they understood why it's so important. And then providing them and also the employees with tools to... Um, to understand what the culture is all about. We, for example, we introduced uh, new company behaviors, um, those company behaviors that are most important. And um, we, we introduced them by means of engaging tools. So not just, hey, these are our, uh, our new behaviors. No, but this is, we provided workshops. We provided uh, interactive digital tools that were fun where they could fill in like, hey, this behavior, this is how I, uh, how I live those behaviors. So by, by doing these things, people start seeing this is the culture and this is how we're living this culture. And then it becomes much more consistent throughout um, uh, the company. And we've been very successful um, as a global company in launching these new cultural aspects uh, throughout the world. And um, and that's, that's one of the nice things to see too. And you see things that you're creating centrally, but in coordination regions, and then you see it in different languages and with their own uh, flavor popping up uh, throughout Asia, throughout Latin America. And um, 
and that's the, the same satisfaction as you see when you create a brand that you see take off throughout the world and you say like wow that's cool stuff yeah yeah definitely yeah and i think that's what i find so satisfying about employee experience and customer experience but you know particularly employee experience is you know people work so hard they work every day and you know you're making their lives a little bit better um you know it's not always you know saving the world but it is you know if you can make someone's eight-hour job more enjoyable and and more beneficial to them and, and stuff like that it's really you know it's 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 some it's some good work so i th i think that's a it's it's a beneficial uh it's a beneficial practice <laughs> yeah no i i totally agree like whether that person is working in an office and when they leave at whatever time six o'clock they get into their car or whether they are working from home and are logging off for the day you want to make sure that an employee feels like they they made an impact they feel good about themselves that they're respected and uh, it's very important and and managers play a key role in that too uh, and they are the leaders and that they provide the feedback to employees and um, and support um, so that they truly feel that they are respected and are bringing value uh, to the organization so you you want you know you, you spend a lot of time of, uh, at work you want to make sure you feel good about it and if you're not feeling good about it you probably should be looking for another job right right <laughs> great well uh, one last question before we wrap up here um, with you know, marketing, customer experience, employee experience continuing to evolve. Um, what's your advice for someone that wants to keep up and and really, you know, figure out what um, what area they'd like to go into, or or even just you know learn more if they're if they're getting started? Yeah, well, a couple of things. Uh, like I said earlier, like you have to you have to love what you do or do what you love, right? And uh, so I think you always need to look at at categories that that you like. The, determining who you're going to work for. So I think you need to have passion in whatever you do as a marketer, especially since as a marketer, you are a leader, you're leading um, your company. You might be leading an, a research and development group. You might be leading a sales force. When you are presenting your new plans to a large sales force, you got to be passionate about it. If you don't feel, if you are not the champion of your brand, people will feel that immediately. So passion is, is very important in my mind. Um, in terms of staying relevant, uh, I like to look at other categories um, and get ideas from other categories. I like to look at trends. Uh, we, for example, introduced an engagement vehicle with, with new candidates that's called the Original Thinkers Quiz. And it's a BuzzFeed quiz that helps them determine what their original thinking style is. And it's a fun, quiz and people really like it but it was just it was borrowed from from other buzzfeed quizzes that we've seen uh, so I, so it's just an example of looking at other categories and and then i think the other thing is is you have to immerse yourself in your target market um i look at centennials and millennials i'm lucky that i like craft breweries i like indie rock so i'm often <laughs> right with my target audience but it helps me better understand um that target audience since i also follow the same social media because i have the same interests as them and so that gives me good insight as to how uh, the different target audiences communicate and especially now with all the new digital platforms you you've got to stay relevant and understand how you can best communicate um so that are just some of the things that, that i think are, are important uh, and just be be eager to learn learn new things new skills um and there's so much online learning available now, free online learning. Uh, uh, so do that. And, you know, and things like you guys do, like, you know, 
the books you write about uh, marketing and customer experiences, read them and pick up, pick up a couple of good ideas and then apply them to your job. Thanks. Well, and thanks for plugging my book as well. <laughs> but uh, uh, thank you. Well, <laughs> uh, Franz Mayhew, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, for those listening, um, what's the best way for them to keep up with you and, and what you're doing? Um, just... You know, I happen to be the only Franz Mayu in the US. So you put in my name on uh, LinkedIn and it will pop up and follow me. And um, yeah, that's probably the best way. Uh, Franz Mayu, M-A-H-I-E-U. There's no other one here. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) All right. Well, again, I'd like to thank uh, Franz Mayu, Global Marketing Director at Kimberly Clark for joining the show. Uh, To learn more about... Thank you, Greg. Absolutely. Um, to learn more about uh, customer and employee experience, I recommend you go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and make sure to check out my latest book, The Center of Experience. More information is available on my website or wherever the book is sold, like Amazon. Thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile World Podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.